0: You know what I mean ignore the Harry thing just ignore it just a little wound up yes 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 all right Let's see if we can get to two o'clock without any difficulties that would be nice Indeed. Cranston PD Live tonight, 8 o'clock. Friday and Saturday. Facebook Live from inside. It's going to be freezing out. One's going to hibernate. To get my hands on that groundhog. All right, folks, we're live on the radio. Un momento. There's Jana. <laughs> Friday night will drop to nine below. Hmm. It's Crystal. Good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. Folks, we are live on the radio. It's beyond exciting in one minute. Un momento. El Liveo. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we are standing by for JR to cue me to commence the program. Wow, what's this? Ozzy has canceled all shows? How much are we supposed to be able to take? Brady yesterday and Ozzy today? Well, folks, good afternoon. At 12.06, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's a.m. 1380. And 99.9 FM, how much are we supposed to put up with? Ozzy Osbourne has canceled all live shows. All right, folks, uh, good afternoon. Seriously, it is uh, the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, The Chosen One. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live as we continue to explore other platforms And we are, everybody on uh, Twitch and YouTube, just be patient. We're getting there. We're almost there. We're almost there. But for now, we go with the reliable FB Live, which can be shared, by the way. Folks, this portion of the program, don't forget, tonight, 8 o'clock, episode 13, Cranston PD Live. We're doing it tonight. Wait a minute. I thought it's Friday nights. Well, I know, but tomorrow night, it's going to be below 9. I don't know how much crime there will be, but I also know it will be very difficult to try to navigate outside of the vehicle should there be any lawbreakers. So um, in lieu of that, Juan plans to be inside tomorrow night, (coughs) preferably with a glass of the Degnan whiskey. But in the meantime, uh, we'll be out tonight. So Cranston PD Live. And then folks, as, as, as you know, um it's all part of on the scene live stream whenever there is whenever there's news we go on the scene with the live stream and we bring it to you and that that is only going to increase and get bigger so as as demonstrated as we were at the first homicide of the year just the other day uh, but it is thursday and it is february 2nd folks this portion of the program now listen i i come bearing gifts I can only do so much. And one of the things that I'm offering you on this February 2nd is is a free consultation for several reasons with our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. First of all, he's the real deal. Number two, Ameriprise Financial, 125 years. Advice for clients, unique goals, millions of Americans retire on their terms. There's there's a litany of things that you may want to sit down with him on and take advantage of the free consultation 401-434-1510 such as now it's not just excuse me retirement planning something else that people have to um, focus on and you may not realize it now but just in the future and that is long-term care coverage should something happen to you, or your parents, or great, you want to make sure they have long-term care coverage. Then, regardless of what, their situation may be altered and change, excuse me, but you won't know that unless you sit down and take advantage of the free consultation. Call right now on this Thursday, 401-434-1510. Offices located at 400 Mass. Sawyer Avenue in East Providence. Listen, it's worth it. And, it's and on top of that, maybe you're planning some kind of a major planning purchase, maybe a second home, maybe a boat, maybe education planning for children or grandchildren, whatever it may be. Sit down with a trusted professional, our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. All right. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is one. Make sure you check out the website. <coughs> we have the new logo, by the way. Very happy with the way that came out. Where is it? There it is. (laughs) At the website, dipetro.com. I like it. It's very fresh. It's very, as someone said to me, wow, that's very 2023. It is actually very, very 2023. You can check it out at the website, dipetro.com. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, But the reason to go is just obviously Providence's first homicide. We were there, not the last but also the cartels of providence we have all the episodes of Cranston PD live and a lot more it's a happening it's all at the website dipetro.com and don't forget that is brought to you by and then you also have your, all the links to our social media pages uh, all of them as a matter of fact one we are everywhere if there's a platform worthwhile there's an audience there um, and it's parked by the Cuisin Inn. 226 Cuisin Avenue, Westwork, Lunch, Dinner, Drinks, and the Lounge. They're waiting for you at the Cuisin Inn. I also want to stress for the radio listeners that once you're on the website and you navigate, they have a part of the website, they call it a dashboard. You just come down a little bit and you'll see Home, Meet John DiPietro, Radio Show, Shop, Advertise, Contact. If you click on Radio Show, uh, what's interesting about that is. All of our, everything you hear is then in library fashion right there. And also, so we use, and I want to give credit to the great Jeff Gamach who would, when we first started saying, you know, because it's always people, hey, can I hear that segment? Can I hear that segment? So we went with Anchor. And something that I do want to point out that I am, I mean, they have it available, and they're terrific. Um, but something that... um they now have is they also have the video portion of anchor so not only can you listen to the program but then we are um now adding on a lot of the um <clears throat> excuse me the the element of the, the video portion of it so anyhow it's there's always something new and, and something we're getting out there so now i want to um So again, I mentioned Cranston PD live tonight. It is, and you know, last night uh, they had a fatality in the city. It was um, a man was killed in that Cranston crash. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. And I heard he was ejected from the vehicle that happened on Dyer Avenue. And then um, we still have the situation regarding uh, that man also in Pawtucket was apparently critically wounded. The Pawtucket shooting. They were called out yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me folks i apologize and then we still have the woman charged in the Winsocket killing with killing her father's being held without bail i've heard that that is a difficult situation to say the least so but i want to zero in on um something that and i mentioned this in the first hour and if you missed the first hour of the radio show it is up on the website we speak with our legal expert attorney tim dodd and i mean first of all i think what he said about the duxbury mom i haven't heard anyone else really get into that it is possible it's possible the prosecutors could reach an agreement with the defense and say this was not someone in their right mind in the meantime she still stands you know charged with Three homicides. So if you missed it, I mean we we devoted an entire segment to it, and uh, Attorney Dodd, who is so terrific, and breaks it out. That that still has a long way to a long way to play out. People are still asking me about that, and I also want to mention there are parts of that case, the Duxbury mom case, um, Lindsay Glancy. There are elements of that that they're they're you know it's all personal choice but it's just it's too gruesome for me i i did speak with some people that had firsthand account of what was seen when they went in and i i'm not i know some people just have a court curiosity about it i'm not saying the details should be hidden i'm gonna leave that and when they bring charges against her we we may learn more about that I think at some point we're going to learn a lot more about it I'm going to let the information on that play itself out and come out from those for instance very recently when Brian Walsh was hauled into court for what happened the man from Cohasset that accused of um but murdering and I hate to even say the words but dismembering his his wife, Anna Walsh, that some of the details that then the prosecutor said out loud in court came out, and they were very gruesome. From beginning with the bloody knife found, to then some of the things they found in in the dumpster. Uh, from some of the various tools and 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 so forth, so that that's then. The prosecutor is putting that out. In this particular case, I, I'm going to I'm going to let that process play out as well, and it, it'll be better coming from them. Now, I'm also just seeing a developing story. NBC Ten: Teenager who's not a student accused of sneaking into Tibetan High School. Tibetan police said today they arrested a 16-year-old boy snuck into the high school, caused a disturbance. That doesn't sound like it's written correctly. I'm going to read exactly what they wrote. Tiverton police said Thursday they arrested a 16-year-old boy who snuck into the high school and also caused a disturbance, the, the police station. I think they meant at the police station. There's two thes. But, again, it sounds like maybe someone put it together quickly. Police say the teenager who doesn't attend Tiverton High School told them he went to hang out with some friends investigators said the boy told him he took a school bus, walked in with the students, but police say surveillance video showed him being dropped off and being let in through a side door. School staffers found the boy hiding and took him to the main office. Police said he created a disturbance when he told that officers were on their way. School went into lockdown during the incident. Police said later at the police station the boy got into a struggle with officers while he was being booked on charges of disturbance of public assembly disorderly conduct. Police had another count in obstruction of an officer. The teen and two officers had minor injuries in the scuffle. Well, we'll have to look for that video. Boy went to Newport Hospital for a checkup, then appeared in Newport Family Court. Not released because of his age. He's forbidden from going on school property. So, you know, for all this talk, I'll just, that's not what I really want to talk about. But, you know, Governor McKee, how did this kid who's a non-student get into the high school? This opens up the door. Do children have to show a pass to get into the high school? Do they have to show an ID? Now, he says, oh, I just walked in with everyone. Now they say that someone let him in a side door. Can you imagine the type of punk you're dealing with? It's like, yeah, I went to hang out with my friends. Uh, But before Governor McKee moves ahead with, and, and I'm not blaming him per se, but the Rhode Island governor is moving ahead with this business of the assault weapon ban i just think before you move ahead with that maybe you want to make sure all we hear about my child has to go to school and they're afraid of school violence they're afraid of school shooters and well why don't we start with the only people that should be entering the school are students now that whoever let him in the side door there should be consequences obviously you know they found this punk hiding in the school but but that's is it possible that someone could just walk through and no one is saying hey wait a minute i don't fully know you know you have to show a pass i would imagine whoever allowed that this 16 year old in through the side door needs to you know face consequences and and repercussions and it, it sure sounds as though that they already know that he was lying to them and let alone i'm, I'm going to quick quickly check see if this video of this um took the school he said oh yeah i took the school bus walked in but then they they show him being dropped off being led into a side door well someone let him in the side door so there's that situation in uh tiverton now what i really want to talk about and i i um touched on this a little bit in the first hour of the radio program uh, and that is the situation with the providence schools and i am very very interested, interested excuse me to see let me just see if there's any video of this kid in Tiverton fighting with police um, what a terrible situation. But I—that I, how did he get in? You know, all of this talk about weapons and all this talk about school shootings and all of this talk about protecting our students and, you know, all the progressives are saying, my children wake up and they have nightmares and blah 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 now it could be on another you know it could be on snapchat or some other i i don't particularly see it on on twitter but i want to get to the nbc 10 uh channel 10 story that that i played in the first hour that i think is very significant folks this portion of the john dipietro show at twelve twenty one though and it's brought to you by propane plus called propane plus today at 401 4209. Now, in Massachusetts, you can call Propane Plus, 508-252-3359. It's Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Remember, three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery. They're going to serve you for a long time. Online billing schedule, a service delivery at the click of a button. Call Propane Plus today. And remember, they have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. You just type in your zip code. Residential or commercial, it's Propane Plus. Again, call them today for your propane needs. Do you use propane? Call Propane Plus, 401-885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, at 1222, now there's a couple of things. As I um, played in the first hour, NBC10, they did a follow-up with the police and the police are saying that they don't believe that the students at mount pleasant high school that the students are in danger and even though you have a student saying that he owes money to one of the drug cartels a human smuggling organization that got him in that no one's in danger by the way i saw yesterday Governor McKee, he tweeted out, proposes Rhode Island ban on assault weapons. I I just want to remind people, look look at what's happening. Governor McKee is proposing a ban on assault weapons. Meanwhile, the shooting in Providence on Monday, that guy sitting behind the closed door, and it sounds like it's going to be a self-defense case, but in essence, he was sitting there with an AR 15 behind the door and then he defended himself. Now, it was a ghost gun. He wasn't supposed to have it. He was going to get in trouble, as Attorney Dodd pointed out on the gun charge. But the fact of the matter is, he that, that's an example. Governor McKee wants to take what he, what is that? Assault style weapons. He wants to take it away from law abiding citizens. But yet you you have cartel violence. Now, but NBC10, Rhode Island School under scrutiny for soliciting funds for cartel and human smuggler. I, I am very curious to see where this is going to come out. Because this story, I'll tell you who I believe made a huge mistake here. And that is the union that was fanning the flames on this teacher in mount pleasant for several reasons reason number 1 and that is because <clears throat> the whole reason that they felt comfortable throwing this assistant principal under the bus is simply by virtue of the fact because they're they're not a member of the union principals vice and assistant principals are not members of the union so therefore they had no problem in essence of uh, kind of, for lack of a bit, like throwing the person under the bus. So, but here's the part that I'm very anxious to see how this is going to play out. So NBC10 asked, what seems like a simple question. Well, how many illegal students are there in the Providence school system? And no one, will, I am telling you right now at 1224, no one wants to answer that question <coughs> because the only one This is the only program that is consistently talked about. The cost and how many are actually there. You don't hear anyone else explore it. And even NBC10, they don't have a prior report that they can fall back on because they don't explore it. But I had pulled up. And this was through their own follow me now. This was through their, they're the ones that, um, it was the Rhode Island count. This was the group that was formed to count the census. And they overcounted. They misrepresented just how many people were actually um, in the city. They counted illegals so they opened the door for the whole thing they absolutely opened the door for it and what i'm going to be curious is i i was trying to find now i've posted some of this stuff on um on depetro.com and then when i went back to find on the website where i had initially pulled it from i was kind of having a hard time finding it which makes makes me wonder if now they've pulled it down but here's what was this was planning.ri.gov maybe there's someone listening right now and you could go i'm gonna have to i had a busy morning i'm gonna try to find it after the program but it was part of the planning.ri.gov was hard to count focus the city of providence so this was the group james Diosa. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. I think Garbea was tied in with this. All these people that were on this hard-to-count committee. And I, I have more people that were part of this committee. And it it was in the news last May because Diosa was uh, the former mayor of Central Falls, who's now the treasurer, because he was running. And then because Nellie was running. And it's it's what i recall was that is what kind of thrust it into the spotlight again so uh, cuz then people were questioning how is this with the way that they were doing the overcount and diosa you know uh, james diosa who's now the treasurer he even put out you know governor ramondo appointed me to the census count committee with dr scott and and I have all the people. Doctor, they were the two co-chairs. Doctor Nicole Alexander Scott Diosa, uh, some of the other people on it. Um, Reverend Donnie Anderson and uh, Anastasia Williams. By the way, next hour I'm going to play. I believe the podcast is up now. The Boston Globe with the Reverend Donnie Anderson, who is now the head of. He trans. He's now whatever. He is transformed. He has gone through the process. He is now. From Donald to Donnie, and he's in charge. He's now the head of the Rhode Island Democrat Women's Caucus. But some of these other people, I recognize a lot of their names. Crowley, of course. I also see, who are some of the other names? Again, not everyone would know. Mayor Pataka was on and so forth. But anyhow, Jerzyk, of course. Um, A huge number of people that are, were part of this committee but through their own paperwork and they had a structure and this was that they wanted to make sure that they were going to be counting all the illegals and you also go back to was last may may 20th 2022 stay with me just for a moment private uh, wall street journal who rigged the census undercounts may have cost florida texas another house seat well it was really rhode Island that were then embellishing a lot of the numbers, and then Rhode Island, who was counting the illegals. But this is the part, and I recognize, I, I watch what everyone else does, right? And in, in, I know for a fact that I was the only one that published this, that put it up so you could read it. But this was from the planning.ri.gov, hard to count focus the city of Providence. City of Providence one of the hardest to come out communities in Rhode Island. 31 census tracts, hard to count. So you, you go through and they have a map and they have some of the reasons why, right, of why for the census it's tough. Highly mobile people, college students, racial, ethnic minorities, non-English speakers, low income, homelessness, undocumented, people with mental, physical disabilities. So... They were saying that Providence is a tough, hard-to-count place to do the census. So you skim down just a little bit more. And they talk about the complexity of the population. And they talked about 2018 and blah, blah, blah. So now you come to the impact of a citizenship question on response rates. Now, this is really important. Because this was, if you remember, it was President Trump that was saying that there should be a citizenship Question on the census, and the Rhode Island crowd were pushing back on that. And they were saying, Oh, that's going to scare people under the shadows. But as you go into this part of the hard to count the city of Providence, hard to count focus, here's what they, their own words now. This is the someone said, Where did you get this? was on the Rhode Island government website. They published it. I just republished it. So the city of Providence includes high number of illegal households and residents according to the 2016 2016 American Community Survey 30% of the population of Providence is foreign born 30% now that was in 16 it's gone up far more than 2016 that was 7 years ago 30%. This includes 53,000 foreign-born residents in a city of 178,000 people, or thereabouts, 179, 180. So the whole reason that they were publishing this is saying that it's tough to track and get a sense of the census in province because of that. But if in 2016... 30% of the population of Providence was, quote, foreign-born. And they were coming out with a number, so therefore, right around 53,000. I would say a very safe, rough estimate uh, is that they have had over 1,000 people a year easily coming into the city. So if in 2016, the amount of illegals living in Providence was 30%. And, and basically 53,000, I, I think on a conservative estimate of that, that in 2023, it's, it's probably closer now to 60,000 people, illegals just in the city of Providence. So, but if you stay with that formula of 30%, of which I believe now it's more like 35% of the population, 35% of the population, so do the math. Stay with me now. This is where it gets easy. <clears throat> if we're going to say 35%. 35%. So if there's 20 if there if there were 10,000 students in the Providence Public Schools, it's 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 very safe now by that formula to say therefore You could certainly make an argument that there were 3,500 illegals in the student population of the Providence schools. However, as we know, there are 20,000 students in Providence. And by that measure, the number goes up to it's probably more like 7,000. Now, it could be higher because, again, you have... mother comes over she has three kids they're all illegal so is it 7,000 students is it 8,000 students and that's when earlier I started to do the math of this now a the Boston Globe I want to thank Bruce who pulled this up he had the Boston Globe published uh, because it's all sourced how much does it cost Oh no! It's the Rhode Island Ap- Rhode Island school districts proficiency performance, but they also have how much it costs per student. So I believe this is. I'm going to say, yeah. Source: Rhode Island Department of Education. All right, I'm wrong. It was published, but Rhode Island Department of Education. As an example, they they test. They have proficiencies. Now proficiency. Stay with, <clears throat> stay with me. I realize this sounds like a roundabout way, but. There's a huge payoff here in Westerly, the Rhode Island Department of Health. It's it's $25,684 per student in the Westerly school system. Outrageous. Ridiculous. $25,000. Almost basically $26,000. You can send them to private school for that. North Providence. North Providence. $17,000 per student in North Providence. Johnson. Is $20,000 in Johnston. All right, ready? Woonsocket, $17,622 per student. That's how much it cost for a student in the Woonsocket school system. They may not pay taxes. They may not even be a citizen. But that's how much it cost. So then you also go Pawtucket, $16,653. Providence. Twenty-two thousand three hundred twenty-two. Westerly is the highest at twenty-five. How about Warwick, the biggest ripoff? Warwick, twenty-three thousand dollars per student. South Kingstown, another ripoff. Twenty-three thousand. Think of that. Warwick, twenty-three thousand. Hendricken is less than that. You could go to a private school for what it costs per student in what. Warwick, I believe, is the biggest ripoff because their proficiency rates are horrible. Central Falls, 19,000 per student. But let's come back to Providence for a moment, shall we? 22,000 per student. And then you go through, it's somewhere around there. Narragansett's high, 24,000 per student, every kid that's in that school district. But let's come back to Providence. Cranston, 17, not bad. Warwick, total ripoff, 23. What does that tell you? They're certainly not getting an education for that. Be better off just sending them to cutting a deal with a private school and sending them all there for $20,000 save 3000 a kid. But Providence, 22322 So let's just say I'll round it off. And I know this sounds like a roundabout way at 1237 to get to it. But when I was first doing this, I actually thought I must have made a math error. Because I love the fact that NBC10 is now trying to get the number of how many illegals are in the Providence public schools. What do you think, it's just that kid at Mount Pleasant? How common is it that the assistant principal felt very comfortable saying, hey, we need to pay this money to a drug cartel. Or they're going to kill this kid and his family. The 18-year-old kid from Guatemala, but the coyote. by, By the way, it's also territorial if you are not using them, they can come after you. So so he needs, this stems from the whole thing of the, you know, uh, and, and Attorney Dodd touched on that. That was actually a conspiracy they were involved in. But but just to finish this out, because as I first started doing it, I thought, I well, this can't be correct. Because as I said, if the population is 35%, and you have 20,000 students, it's not 5%, or excuse me, it's not 0.5, right? It's not 1%. But if we're going to stay with that 35% number, and, and I think that's actually on the low side, I think that's a conservative number. But if we stay with that, just, just all right, I'll stay with 7. I think it's higher than 7,000, but I'll I'll, I'll stay with the 7. And and I say, how do you Well, as someone that I'm in Providence every single week, I'm actually not only in Providence every week. I'm not. A, and those of you that watch on the scene live stream and want after dark, I'm not exactly reporting from Blackstone Boulevard. I'm not on Fair Street. We're in. We're in O'Neville. We're in Silver Lake. We're up in and around. I mean, I, I Washington Park and the like. The amount of non-English speaking people is expanding. It's not decreasing. But here's why I thought I had, must have done something wrong and I did not. But when you take 22,000 per student. Times just 7,000. Even though I believe it's more. <clears throat> it's 154 million. $154 million is spent. How much are they contributing? Zero. I went with, I think it's probably closer to 8,000 students. 8,000. That would be more around 40%. 40%. 20,000. So if there were 10, it would be 4, 8. So, 8,000 times 22,000 is $176 million. So, therefore, where I believe, do you ever see that number? And I want to repeat this at 1241. Do you see anyone report that? When the union and they're complaining because they want to close schools and we're gonna build brand new schools, and, and you have to pay, <clears throat> excuse me, pay for the schools. Providence receives over 300 million a year in state aid for education. By this point, I'll find out, it could be closer to 400 million. But I believe this raises the question, Who is this money going to? Who is this money really benefiting? As the union is complaining, and how dare you close these failing schools, and we need brand new schools, and, you know, uh, save our schools, and they had the big pep rally. Because the department, number one, what I mean, do you want to put, do they want to put that on a ballot? I'll be the first one. I, I mean, if I had my way, None of my money, none of my taxpayer money, I'll go first, would go towards paying teachers in Providence to be teaching these illegal, uh, whatever term, I'm not going to argue over the term. All right, migrants, undocumented, that is a, that, the number could be higher than that plus everything built in. Now, it actually gets worse because someone reached out to me who is a teacher, who, who does listen to the program. I'm not going to say who, obviously. But what they said was, your numbers are not taking into the fact. Ready? Many of the students that don't speak English are actually deemed special needs because they don't speak English or they, for different reasons, well, then the cost of a special needs student is even higher than that. So what is the real number? You're, watch the, the, the dance that's going to take place with the dog and pony show, how they're going to try to hide that number. Have you ever heard Governor McKee come out and say, well, we're, we're basically spending, taxpayers are spending, it costs 200 million a year to educate the children of these undocumented in Providence. Have you ever heard anyone mention that? Does anyone, what, what is the number of students in Central Falls? What's the number of students in Pawtucket? Those are the three big areas. You have illegals in some other parts of the state. Don't get me wrong. West Warwick, Woonsocket, Newport. Um, <clears throat> but the, the big three remains the big three. And the big two are really Pawtucket Central, uh, Providence and Central Falls. Have you ever heard anyone voice that? All of this talk, oh, you can't close the school. Does the union ever mention that? Does the union mention that almost half of the population are non-English speaking illegals and they're making all these demands and, and, you know, and they still won't take the contract that the state was offering them? I mean, this goes beyond obscene. This is absurd is the, the word I meant to use. I believe, <clears throat> and I'm anxious to see how NBC10, let let them go through this exercise. I can't, I have tried, I have tried, and then you just you run up into a brick wall, and then they start setting up even higher barriers. I am curious to see if NBC10 will follow up with this, you know, I mean, it's too bad. In the old days, right, the I-team, Tara Conjim, Parker Gavigan, Katie Davis, You know, I'm not sure how much investigative element they have there, but I'm very curious to see if they do a follow-up story here. Because there's gold, if they will. There's gold. You don't hear anyone mention that potentially 35, I'll I'll say 35, I think it's higher, but I'll say 35% of the students in the Providence public school system are illegals. And we're paying for it, and you're paying for it, and I'm paying for it. And I would be curious to hear I would love to hear an argument uh, made that it's in in, in our, your best interest for the state of Rhode Island to spend $200 million to educate children from foreign lands who have elite, their parents illegally have entered the country now that councilman that they interviewed well you know the schools are safe so first of all he's a socialist he and his brother are socialists they're not even they're not even progressive democrats they are proud proclaimed socialists well you know ice and other authorities can't enter these schools and i i mean we're still living with people that think that like people that I don't mean to use the word like, but we, there are people that still reach out to me and will question how come they're not being deported. There's, there's no one being deported. When's the last time you heard someone in Rhode Island being deported? The only way that I've seen consistently somebody gets deported, serious gun crime, serious gun crime. Otherwise, they don't even they don't even ask. Do you think Alorza had the Providence Police asking anyone? Is it going to change under Mayor Smiley? I don't know if it's going to change under Mayor Smiley. Folks, I do know, though, that I am very curious to see if Channel 10 will now follow up on this story. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, if you have an emergency... At Med Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. It's at Med Urgent Care. They provide immunization, uh, specialize in ambulatory medicine, cost efficient health care alternative to hospital based emergencies. It's at Med Urgent Care. 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, across from Felicia's. They're open seven days a week. They have doctors and nurses. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. It's at Med Urgent Care and online at, at MedUrgentCare.net. They'll see you faster. By the way, um, total um, on, well, tonight, Cranston PD Live, uh, we will be riding with Cranston Police. I want to come back to, though, I, I am amused when other media don't realize maybe they're stumbling into it. And I mean it. I hope Channel 10 follows that up, that no one will answer. And you know, because I think they're also going to come back and say that, that they don't ask if the students are documented or undocumented. And all you hear are these stories of, there are our kids and Matos, right? The Lieutenant Governor. If you arrive on a direct flight from... Guatemala or Chile or Colombia or from Nicaragua and when you land at TF Green Airport and put on a Red Sox hat you're a Rhode Islander <laughs> No you're not you're you're someone from those countries who just right now happens to be in Rhode Island No you're not Yeah they're Rhode Islanders they're Rhode Island citizens No they're not Rhode Island citizens they're not citizens they're certainly not US citizens. But McKee, well, I need the votes. I need their votes so I can become governor. Huh. But I I, um, I, wanna see how this is gonna play out. Now I'll also be curious, Channel 10 may drop the story. Hey, wait a minute. We didn't know it was that many. 8,000 out of 20, 20,000 students in Providence, 8,000 of them, 7,000 of them are illegals. We better not do the story. There'll be too much pushback. There'll be too much pushback from all the progressives out there. Ah. Now, I also want to say this. Um, What time is it? At 12.50. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. As many of you know, I obviously support our members of law enforcement. And when I... I cover them. I cover the police, and I started covering the police to give their version of the story. The police officers that I interact with, by and large, for the most part, they are professional. They're hardworking. They are people set into a tough job, and I'll I'll be the first one. It it, it is, in in my opinion, it is so disgraceful that. Certain members of the media who are so anti-cop, who love and thrive with the advocates and defund the police. And uh, for Pork Boy and his team to be going after the Providence police, because someone that works with the union posted, and they are 100% right. They posted on social media. Uh, there were seven hundred, something along the lines of. There were. Let me get it exactly, because it, it's just so disgraceful, and I can't stand that type of thing. But they're out there, and they're they're just. I, you know, I think they're cowards, and they hide behind it. And as I've said, it doesn't bother me in any way that. You know, when it many times as I would be covering. 2020 the BLM protests you know it's it's not a coincidence that when things really got into fighting and I mean there were fights and riots it's not your imagination I was on the side of the police I was I support law enforcement hey those are tough jobs what are we supposed to do huh what are they supposed to do so and pork boy and his crew Providence police posted there are 700,000 police officers in the United States. They're not represented by five officers from one department. That is 100% right. You know, and I have said, and for Pork Boy and his crew to go after, they, they are so, I'm not even to use the words, but they, they, Fathead and his whole team, There is a certain part of the male anatomy that they are missing. They are such, but I I would see it when I was out there that they, so many of the locals, now I am in no way suggesting Pork Boy was ever out there, York was ever out there covering anything. Those people don't go to anything. But but they sympathize with the protesters and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I, I tell police, is there any other profession Where in this particular, let's go to 2020, one cop in Minneapolis, Chauvin, screwed up, which means it's okay to declare war and go after everyone else in the, there's no other occupation that that exists. Five Keystone cops in Memphis, five total cowboys out of control. Shouldn't be police, shouldn't be police. But remember, we're also, something no one talks about, they're not selecting the best and the brightest anymore, right? It's, oh no, we have to select who represents the community. So you have 10 applicants. You're not trying to get the 10 best applicants. No, no, no. We're going to pick these five and then... You know, these five may not be the best, but they represent more. And it's all about diversity and equity. And so we may not be selecting the best people. Hey, the moment you start doing that is when the quality starts to go down. You know, I don't know anyone that's going in for an operation. And before they go in, they say, hold on, I want to see the doctors and nurses going to be part of this because I want the most diverse. No, no. You're not saying you want the most diverse team of doctors and nurses. You're saying I want the best possible people in there operating on my loved one, my mother, my father, my spouse, myself, whoever it is. <clears throat> you know, this has been going on for a long time. The house is on fire. Someone calls 911. Please send the most diverse group of firefighters. No, 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 no one is saying that. Listen, the house is on fire. I need the best trained people that will... Save the person that's trapped there. Say this is someone with a gun. Calls 911. Please send the most diverse group of police officers out there. I mean, no. You need someone that's competent out there. There's no other profession. A doctor does something, screws up an operation, whatever. Are other doctors cast out, treated like lepers? No. If you have a teacher... How about the naked fat test coach, pork boy's friend? Do you have other coaches that people are throwing things at and protesting against? No, just one coach. You have a teacher that is using their position or taking advantage of students. Does everyone start throwing things at teachers? No. Why is it that police, five officers, that's exactly right. It, they, are, they are a profession dealing with no net. No, no one can afford to make a mistake, no matter where it is in the country. If some jerk cop overreacts in Anchorage, Alaska, we're going to riot and burn down. I mean, l- look at what's happening. Senator Tiara Mac, right? And Black Lives Matter and Antifa, Look, look at the game. Look at the, the con they're playing. If, there's, if people don't want to be police, it's going to be easier to commit crime. So how could we discourage people from wanting to be police? Let's go after them. Let's vilify them. Let's create an atmosphere where people say, oh, time out. I, I don't think I want to be a police officer. Look who is trying to enable that atmosphere. And and there's no one less effective than these local, quote, activist groups. There are shootings in Providence and they remain unsolved and they don't do anything. They accept, local advocates now, accept, and I'll throw in pork boys, the whole thing, they accept the level Of black on black violence they never describe it that way they never speak out about it no one does it's accepted now to me that is a form of racism that's a form one black male goes to another section of providence and shoots and kills another black male black lives matter bill bartholomew silent someone driving in bristol sees a sticker whoa whoa, we have a white supremacy problem Hold on, we better get Governor McKee. We have a white supremacy problem. Two black males go somewhere in Providence and shoot and kill another black male. Silence. No one in the neighborhood will communicate or cooperate with police. Silence. Where's the candlelight vigil? Where's the march? Monday night was a good example. That woman was was shot and killed in Providence. They're at the state house steps, candlelight vigil, photo of the guy from Memphis. Listen, I I get it. Those guys shouldn't be cops. It was tough to watch. Shouldn't be police officers. Where's the training? They they didn't do anything by the book. And that was with body cams. But so that means we vilify all police? The, The people that I cover, they want more police in the neighborhoods. It's only these advocates and the shills and the people that want to get all the media attention and all the media runs there. Look at the vigil. Look how they're all quiet. Right? All the, you know, all the kids from the suburbs coming in, laying down like George Floyd. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Meanwhile, mile away, somebody is shot and killed and they don't say a word. Total frauds. Going after the Providence Police. What a jerk. Pork Boy and his crew. Zeros. All right. I didn't hear it. I was told about it. I'm busy with other things. All right. It's 1259. Those on Facebook. Next hour is on the radio. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, petro.com We are doing Facebook Live later because tonight at 8 o'clock, Cranston PD Live. All right. We have another full hour to go. I have a lot more sound to get through. We're going to get a news update coming up at 1 o'clock. The John DiPietro Show continues on this Thursday. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.